0: Engineers, welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D and D 5e actual play podcast that yearns for a return to our college days. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master. I'm the frat boy who runs the game, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. I have Daniel here pulling his hair out over a nightmare about late homework assignments.
1: Oh God! My engineering stats is due in thirty minutes. Let's see. I uh, can't do that one. Can't do that one. Can't do that one. Uh, oh, the solutions manual has this one. Here we go.
0: <laughs> oh, those were the good old days, weren't they? We oh problem. yeah, you they could were. Just cheat and look it up online.
1: Yep. Good times.
0: Well, we also have Janelle over here. <laughs> now, Janelle, you actually you recently graduated, so um, do you do you still have nightmares, or is there kind of like a delayed reaction there?
2: I think it's probably a delayed reaction because I'm very busy at work right now. So when I get to sleep, I, my body is ready to just sleep, man.
0: OK, well, I guess that's fair enough. I guess maybe you'll just skip straight ahead and you'll just start having work nightmares.
2: Yeah, it'll be a good time. <laughs> good time.
0: Well, we have Nate here, too. And well, Nate, you're actually still in school right now as a grad student. So you know how it feels. Do you have do you have nightmares or is it just kind of you're living a nightmare?
3: I don't know what you talked about. Grad school just runs differently. We can go to bed when we want. We don't have homework assignments anymore. We get free donuts and bagels and pizza. I'm just so glad you guys paid tuition so we can get these leisures of life.
2: Well,
0: now I'm kind of jealous. I kind of wish I would have gone to grad school now.
2: Nate, don't lie. <laughs> I'm not lying. I remember I'm just what only saying half was happens. like. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say you're skipping the whole other half of grad school. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's uh, what procrastination's for. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, speaking fair. of
0: procrastination, we have Joel here as well. He always waited till the last minute, so I don't think he ever worried about homework. Did you, Joel?
4: Oh, not really. I mean, that's the thing about procrastination is that it uh, it always works until it doesn't. So
3: <laughs> when it doesn't work, you don't have to care because it's already over.
4: Yeah, there's nothing you can do at that point.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
4: Just give up. That was my motto throughout college.
1: <laughs> Worked out pretty good for you, though. Yeah. I, I still remember fondly waking up early on a Friday morning just to walk into the computer lab and, what do you know, Joel's there, too, <laughs> working on engineering statistics. What do you know?
0: I have a very similar memory. <laughs> Almost like the three of us would gather just to do this.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: Well, and then finally, we have AJ, who is also a graduate student like Nate, but got to say, at the very
5: least, he's still here at Purdue. That's right. It's, it's it's great. Grad school at Purdue. Yay.
2: Isn't it just a blast, AJ?
5: Just not hiding under a bridge at all. We're hiding from my responsibilities. I wouldn't do that. Nope, not me.
0: Come on, AJ. At least you're within 10 minute drive of me. So at that least we can ch- still hang out.
5: Yes, that is a one saving grace of uh, grad school. I mean, I have had (laughs) a... Joel Joel, Joel sounds disgusted.
0: I don't know if he's disgusted about me or AJ or both.
1: (laughs) Yeah, in in case the mic doesn't pick it up very very well, uh, for the listener at home, Joel just goes,
5: (sighs) (laughs) I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. That's so funny.
1: AJ, we don't have enough people
3: going to grad school. Come on, you got to pump up these numbers. Talk about how great it is. I'm going
5: to I'm going to finish grad school. I mean, I've had fun with the classes I've taken, but it's been a little bit stressful. Well, I guess it's not too fair because this year has been a little bit iffy and I've been online the entire time, so it's very different. I'm starting to get a hang of it though, and I've I've had a lot more fun with these later classes because they're more of what I actually enjoy doing. Early classes though,
0: like, Adrian, I actually enjoyed helping you with uh, the homework over Super Bowl weekend.
5: Oh, yeah, that was like actually that, a tremendous help.
0: Like, I was actually a little jealous. I was like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun.
5: To be
3: honest, though, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say.
0: That's okay. Grad school will do that. Oh too. yeah.
3: No, the best thing about graduate school is they don't give you fucking homework, at least for my school. It's amazing. You can just sit there and know that you just have to take like, you know, two or three tests and that's it. Those homework scores are dragging my grade down in undergrad anyways. <laughs> See, those are my Never only saving them. grace. But you those have
2: your scores. like thesis and those projects, mate. Right? yeah, but what's oh, good? Yeah, those are you're like going tests to
3: PhD. Those are tests, though. See? Once again, no no homework. No nothing. Oh, he's clouding it. You have to it.
2: work on them. That's homework. Like AJ said,
0: PhD is a little bit different. I guess, I guess you have it easy as a PhD. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they're known for. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 oh yes. I'd say the classes are easier, though. Not I'll agree with. Fair enough.
5: Well, before our social media gets pounded by people who disagree with us, let's go to D&D, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Results may vary from major to major.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, though, just thinking back to our college days, it's so cool to me to think that we all started playing D&D at pretty much the same time together. Like I want to say like it was probably just a month or two between our initial group formation and then pulling AJ in, then a few months after that, pulling Janelle in. It's It's just crazy to me, thinking it's only been... Gosh, how many years we've we been playing? Five years now, six years at this point.
5: Yeah, it is kind of crazy. That was like my freshman year when we when we all got together. So that's that's wow. been a long like time.
2: Six years, yeah.
0: Yeah, you were a freshman. We were all sophomores, and AJ was like, "Oh wow, I'm glad my next door neighbor in the dorm, Josh, the cool sophomore, has invited me to play D and D." I'm
2: sure that's exactly <laughs> what AJ thought. Were yeah. Wow, this cool verbatim. sophomore. <laughs>
3: I remember inviting this random stranger to join my Warhammer 40k group for a little while.
1: That is a wonderful story that someday I only dream that I get to share with these listeners. But that would take too long. The
0: thing that I'm upset about is I only joined one of those sessions after Daniel played for a while. And I wish I would have joined more. Actually, yeah, it's kind of weird, Nate. Warhammer 40K was my first introduction to actually playing a tabletop role-playing game. Not being interested in one, but actually playing it for the first time. So I think when we reach our one-year mark, we should do a Warhammer 40K episode. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Ah, yeah, well, I'll think about it. Blood for the god.
0: <laughs> L- listeners, let us know. If you want us to do a Patreon-level Warhammer 40K podcast, let us know, because I would gladly do it.
1: Also, we don't have a Patreon yet. Not to date this episode, but just just so you know.
0: Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll have one later, so vote, vote when that comes around. Anyway, speaking of Warhammer 40K, are you guys ready <laughs> to play some Dungeons & Dragons?
1: <laughs> yeah. Woo.
0: All right, so last Warhammer. episode was a little... <laughs> oh my God, Nate. So last episode was a little bit of a doozy. Uh, we had some very interesting things happen, so I'll give a quick recap, and we can... Dive right in. Get in. Oh, my tools are ready. Don't wet. worry.
2: Mm-mm. Not <laughs> excited.
0: All right. So last week, you guys ventured back into the forested grove at the edge of Farmer Rolf's field, where you encountered the cockatrice once again. After it took out Vez with a single hit, <laughs> it fled, <laughs> leaving you open to venture forward on your little journey. On this journey, you discovered another dwarven ruin buried underground with nothing but a simple hole where it seems to have caved in to the ruin, and you began to explore it. Sadly, Theo triggered a trap that released a gas that put Vez and Gunner to sleep, which complicated a few things. So I think we're going to jump back into our scene. You guys are in this dwarven ruin with its marble floors, gold inset into the ground, murals on the walls, and Vez, the changeling disguised as a half-elf, and Gunner, the shifter, are both asleep at your feet from the gas. Jasper was smart enough to know that half-elves don't get put to sleep by magical effects, so... He has bound Vez tightly, you know, like a criminal and a liar that she is. (laughs) (laughs) Not a
2: criminal.
3: Definitely a liar. liar. We'll let the uh, evidence (laughs) come forward
0: after we get some information. So yeah, you guys are all gathered around
5: Gunnar and Vez. What are you guys going to do?
0: I pick her up and put her in the
5: corner. Theo's going to watch this happen and he's going to stand up putting Gunnar
6: gently down. Jasper, careful what you're saying. This is very serious. What do you mean? As I said, she is an imposter. And
3: from my knowledge, there's only one type of imposter that does this.
6: How do you know she's an imposter? It was a guess. I I don't understand. Gunner's down and Vez's is down. What's... I don't understand.
3: It's simple. Magic cannot affect all creatures equally. Some of us don't breathe or eat or sleep. Some of us generally don't need a lot of sleep. Me and Vez are in the categories of people that don't really need to sleep. If she was a half-elf, she would not be so tired in this situation. However, she is completely unconscious, and we don't have very long before we need to, uh, she'll wake up on her own. So if you don't mind, I'd like to get my corner ready to ask a few questions.
6: What does that mean, Aragon, What? What's... Uh, stop him! I don't understand!
7: Theo, I believe what Jasper's saying is that this may not be the Vez that we've worked with all this time.
6: But she's been with us this entire time! I don't...
7: Well, if you recall, there are some creatures that can imitate the likeness of others, and uh, we we have already run into one of those that's been an enemy. I... I... You think
6: Vez or you're saying this isn't Vez that Vez is somewhere
7: else hey, I, guys. I don't understand the situation perfectly Theo, why but don't it's...
3: I just cast the Disguise Self on myself to look like the octopus creature and you guys you just not you can't
0: do that Nate that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> Too way beyond what Sky Self can do
3: I can still do Silent Image at least What what will that do? see if she negotiates with it at first
6: You mean, like, if she recognizes it?
3: If she acts in terror, then we at least have less things to be suspicious of. If she asks it to untire, that means we may have bigger concerns to deal with.
0: (sighs) Janelle, you've had your microphone muted this entire time, right?
2: Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on at all. Because I definitely didn't (laughs) respond as soon as you talked to me, either.
6: (laughs) Oh okay, is is Gunnar gonna be okay?
7: Uh, he he should be fine if you if you just shake him a little bit.
5: <laughs> Theo slaps the crap out of
1: him. <laughs> Wake up! Wake <laughs> up Ow Ow ow! Fio, Gunner... what, what is happening? Why I'm sorry I me? killed you! I'm so sorry. uh, You're trying to kill me. First, you drop me in a veil, and then after I take a nap, you slap the crap out of me. What is wrong with you? Jasper carries
3: her. to the other room.
1: (laughs) And and why is Vez
2: asleep over there? What happened?
1: Oh my gosh. Jasper says it's not Vez.
2: Yeah, because Gunnar knows. Yeah, right. Shit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
6: was hoping you would wake him up, you know, at least until after I started. No, it's his best bud. He's got to make sure he's okay. Gunnar, it's... If Jasper says it's not Vez, and I triggered a trap, I'm really sorry, I thought I looked for it, and then you fell asleep because of purple gas, and I'm sorry. Theo? What?
1: I forgive you.
6: Oh, thank God! <laughs> he just oh, left
1: you. Oh, that, does that hurt? Oh, 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 get off of me. Okay. why v- 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 is uh, Vez tied up and put in in the other room?
6: What? Aegon, I, I still don't get it. What? It, explain.
1: Uh, Josh, can I see if I know whether or not, like if I understand what's going on?
0: Last session, I had you roll. I had everyone roll, but honestly, I think since you're elven adjacent, I think you are just straight up aware that even though you can be affected by sleep, because that's something that you gave up to become a shifter, I think you're aware that other elven kind are not affected. Okay. So I, I think you just know that.
1: Okay, yeah. Sorry to butt in front of you there, Joel. I know you're going to say something. Yeah.
7: Well, Gunner, uh, Jasper is saying that since Vez is a half-elf, the, the sleep gas shouldn't have affected her. Uh, so
1: he, he's assuming that that's not the Vez we know. Gunner gets very pale on the face. Yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, no. Oh, that's that.
3: I would prefer if you all were a little quiet and went into the other room.
1: Okay, you you want us to to be there with with you? You can stand here, but I'd prefer if you kept it
3: down. We're going to try and get one of the octopus creatures to come and view her as I cast silent image and I create one and I just slowly have it start moving into the other room.
2: Okay. You're going to wake me up? It
3: only lasts for one minute. So I was going to so do it closer can, to the end. So he create
0: it, it drifts into the room, and Jasper creeps around the corner and splashes water in your face and then ducks <laughs> around again.
3: Okay, sure. Sure, my duration's 10 minutes, so it outdoes the sleep. But yeah, we could do that, that's hilarious.
5: <laughs> that was good.
2: So as the water smashes her in the face, I guess, pretty much, <laughs> she uh, blinks awake trying to figure out what the heck's going on and she can feel some basically the sense of doom descend upon herself as she knows that she has fucked up (laughs) because she's this has happened to her just as she's been trying to survive in the past and this is how she's gotten herself into trouble but then that uh fear and doom is very quickly taken away by a much bigger scarier fear of this metal octopus now floating in front of her.
7: Yeah,
0: as it, as it shines its bright spotlight right in your face.
2: So you guys from the other room hear a thud as she attempted to, like, stand up not realizing that she is bound and is, like, panic-scooting her butt across the floor now, <laughs> trying to get out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees Jasper, and she's like, Jasper, go, run! And she's like inchworming herself with the the tied up in in the (laughs) rope back to you guys. Uh.
3: And then he... This is where I'm really going to kick you while you're down because he's going to sit there and he's contemplating on reaching down for you and casting Charm Person. Ooh.
2: But she is obviously terrified.
3: So he'll just sit there and think about it and he just reaches down saying, Why are you asleep? As he gets down on one knee and looks you in the eyes.
2: Yeah, she uh, panics again. I think starting to put two and two together that that probably wasn't real, seeing as <laughs> Jasper is not panicking. And once it dawns on her what he actually said, she goes white as a sheet. The blood drains.
0: Almost as white as her natural form. Was, I'd yes.
2: Say. You
3: see the tentacle creature pass through us and then disappear.
0: Fio freaks out. because He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh no! It's a jelly puss <laughs> every time."
1: <laughs> F- Fio, no, it's not. It's not. Ah, uh, it's a fake jelly puss. Come on. I not I, I. didn't know. I. He just said he kind of. I, I don't I know like to means. imagine
0: Gunner freaked out too, but he's just trying to save face. No, <laughs> Fio, it was fake. It was fake.
1: Gunner's really freaking out, but he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I knew that." <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: Um. And she looks around, I guess, seeing everyone now staring at her.
1: <laughs> you see the faint glow of Theo's
5: outline.
2: Um...
0: You see, uh, 2 sitting there panting happily. He doesn't know <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, no idea.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, well, I guess it's definitely time for me to come clean, but I'm not sure how to do this in such a way that you guys would actually believe me.
3: It's quite simple. I will ask you questions. Okay. You will just answer. At the end of it, I shall determine.
2: Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. What's your first question? Who is the person's
3: name that is accompanying with us that is currently not here?
2: Laszlo. He's a shithead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Where was the first time we met him?
2: We rescued him from a cage in the bandits' camp in Red Hollow.
3: And then he just looks at her. And can I do an uh, insight check?
2: Um, If you
0: want to, but as I've said before, I don't want you guys to make roles against each other. Like, I think you guys should decide in a narrative sense if you agree. Like, Nate, you will will decide if you believe her. And Janelle, you decide if you think he should believe you. You guys can talk it out.
2: She's trying to be as plain and honest as she possibly can right now. She's terrified for her life, is basically. <laughs> and She's terrified that even when she tells them the truth, they're not going to believe her.
3: I believe you are the same person, to be blunt. You are clearly the same person that has been with us this whole time. However, deception is not something that should be used lightly.
2: No, but... You're right, um, but deception is the only way that my people have been able to stay alive because people ha- are very fond of killing us. I've lost people that way before, um, and you saw how everyone reacted previously, even even with the mention. I would be willing to show you guys um, who I truly am, but I can't stay in that form out in public because I, I will be killed.
3: I know what it's like to stand out it's like a sore thumb. You don't need to justify that.
2: Okay, then. And she just uh, looks down and then transforms into her true self.
3: Oh, Jasper backs up.
2: In the ropes, you guys see the real Vez. Uh, So she has white shoulder length hair, relatively nondescript features, um, very pale. Her body type is thin, and she's still relatively the same height her eyes are black in total and she just looks up very very sheepishly at you all scared and honestly prepared (laughs) trying to prepare herself for death at this point oh jeez so this is me my name is Vez I didn't lie about that I have gone by many names but I am fond of my birth name so that is true I am a monk and my fellow classmates know who I am, that was very important, but seeing as changelings are not really accepted in normal society and I have, like all of us, I have tasks that I need to complete, uh, I decided it was probably better to not die the moment I stepped outside my monastery. So the form that I have been using is the form that I chose at that point. And the quote unquote form that I had disguised myself as previously was just me changing, but not changing so much that it was obvious that it wasn't a disguise kit. Pumpkin, pumpkin berry pop. <laughs> <laughs> she like throws <laughs> in <there laughs> for quote <a> word. <laughs> she doesn't know what else to do.
3: <laughs> Jasper just steps over you to get behind you. The tools, he basically picks up the hatchets and begins to slowly uncut the ropes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow. I thought you, I thought we were just gonna stop and pick up the hatchet.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I re- I was really hoping you were gonna do a thing. And it's like, and he raises the hatchet <laughs> and cuts the rope.
0: <laughs> a hatchet's actually really inefficient for cutting rope. It's a really nice hatchet.
3: Well, I meant the saw. Oops. The bone saw. The bone saw. He but before he finishes cutting, he asks you one question. Before I go. How do we discern your kind from the others? Seems Um, we have problems here, and I think you should know the most.
2: Well, the funny thing about that is, unless they want to change back, unless you can ask them deep diving questions that, like you asked me, only a real person would know, they have to die or willingly change back before they will revert to their actual form
3: psychological torture it is thank
1: you (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh my god this is the real this is the real jasper that's been lying underneath the quiet uh, honestly honestly
0: i think if you guys knew as much as nate and i do about jasper you guys would all be terrified
1: (laughs) You Working
0: guys can basically <laughs>
3: tell one thing. This is definitely not Jasper's first rodeo and he's got backup plans to backup plans. <laughs> you can just tell by everything he says at a moment's notice, he was more than willing to continue on. But as the terrified expression and the fact that she got information correct, he can at least assume that this is at the same person, but nothing more at this point. So it's good enough. Plus, with how many times she's got down, after all, you'd think if this was someone to betray us, uh, they would be a little bit smarter in uh, not getting themselves killed.
2: <laughs> yeah, you would think.
3: <laughs> oh my god. So he just cuts the rope and says, Thank you for your cooperation. Sorry, it must be like this.
2: Honestly, this went much better than I thought. I'm not dead, so I think of it as a win.
3: I don't believe in needless murder. Only if it's in the way of a goal shall it be justified
2: noted.
1: I just wish you would have told us sooner.
2: And then what, Gunner? You are going to use me to help find the other changelings or kill me like everyone else. No one trusts our kind, and I understand why. I don't even trust most of us, because we are sneaky by nature. But most of us here do try to live normal lives and just blend in.
1: I guess I just thought we had, you know...
2: We had each other's backs and I did I have tried to not die and keep you guys from not dying also I mean you and I definitely don't see eye to eye most of the time but we do have each other's back but that doesn't mean I trust you with knowing everything about me I don't know everything about you I don't know where you came from
0: I think Tuo is already up against you licking your face <laughs> he, he
2: doesn't care he knows who you are <laughs> I smell the same it's all good Master
0: the Cat leans into Jasper's ear and says, Kill her.
1: Oh, God.
3: <laughs> I respond in deep speech, maybe later.
2: I don't like that.
1: Gunnar says, Well, I'm happy to finally know the, the real you. So,
2: yeah. It's your turn next, Gunnar. And then you, Theo. And then you, Aegon, and Jasper, we will get around to you. But right now, you are terrifying. I no, you're not changelings like me per se, but there's definitely things going on with all of you and we're all going to have to have some conversations. She just kind of nods and like moves away a little bit from Jasper.
3: <laughs> you're always allowed to ask questions and I may answer.
7: Yes, well, I think that we should all have a group discussion about this some other time so that we can all learn to trust each other.
3: All right, group huddle, guys. Let's go create the circle.
7: Perhaps we can play some party games.
1: (laughs) Oh, that sounds fun. I like that.
2: Also, with everything that has come to light now, I do think we need a word or a phrase. I mean, we can continue to use our current phrase, but if something does happen and you are suspicious, we just have to agree on something that even if you are killed, you will not give up. (laughs)
4: <laughs> and Aegon looks over at uh, a Gunner He doesn't say anything <laughs> But he's thinking uh,
7: I wonder how that would work
2: <laughs> Duck toilet Okay, maybe we stick with our first password For now and maybe we'll come up with something better later Also Would it be alright if I turned back In case we run into others
1: Yes, that's
7: fine Feel free, I, I think we all know you better In that form anyway
2: She eyes Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) Is he not going to say anything? He just stares.
3: As he said, he does. He uh, understands what it's like to stick out like a sore thumb in most of society. You're talking to the gold plated man.
2: Yeah, but he's not. People don't actively try to kill him anyway. So she uh, just takes that as a yes and then transforms back into the very familiar face that you guys all know and sort of. Tolerate. Um, <laughs> Can you see in the dark? No. That's why I was very adamant about helping you with your torch. Okay. Any other questions while we're playing this game? Yeah. Why are you so mean?
5: <laughs> oh my
1: God. <laughs> wow.
2: That's a fair question. And mostly it's because of who you are as a shifter gunner. Uh, we just butt heads.
1: Ooh, calling him out. Gunnar just gives her a smirk like,
2: yeah, that's a fair
1: answer. I I was trying to make a joke, but yeah.
2: She kind of smiles back at him.
3: I thought I was very polite, to be honest.
2: You did not hurt me, but you are terrifying, more so now than ever.
1: Some tricks of the trade. Well, why don't we see what we can find around these corners, now that uh, Theo has cleared the way?
5: (laughs) Theo is just super pink right now. He's, he just, he's embarrassed, shocked, pale. He he doesn't know what to do or say. He's holding his axe up like in front of his face, just like going back and forth watching Vez and Gunnar fight. And he doesn't know what to do. He's just standing there.
1: Well, I'm going to Vox this way. I hope everyone will follow me. And Gunnar is pointing to the eastern door.
7: Yes, we should probably solve the problems immediately in front of us first
4: and Aegon will go with him.
5: Theo sheepishly follows behind.
0: So you guys step over the broken tripwire that Theo had triggered and you walk into the room and you can see alcoves in the walls. They're empty. The ones that aren't empty have decaying scrolls in them. But the most interesting thing is the doorway on the far end of the room.
4: What's interesting about it?
0: It's a doorway. I think. I think. Oh, okay. I think a doorway is doorways more like comparatively more interesting than a bunch of empty alcoves.
1: Hey, Fio, do you mm-hmm. want to go activate the trap in the next room here? And Gunnar points to the newfound door in this room. Um.
6: Uh, uh. Uh. No. Yeah. Probably not a smart idea. I'm just gonna. I'll hang back and uh, I'll watch the other side. Nowhere near the
1: trap. Oh well, maybe I'll go. Oh oh, my ankle! Oh my ankle doesn't feel. Oh uh, you go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh I'm gonna of course, Gunner.
7: I, uh, I wouldn't want you to get hurt.
1: This guy. Ooh, oh my ankle. Yeah, <laughs> send, ah. the,
5: send the healer forward.
4: Aegon will approach the door.
5: Okay, so
0: you approach the door. Um, why don't you give me a perception check? Seventeen. Okay, there are no traps in front of this door.
4: Fantastic. Uh, well, in that case, Aegon will reach forward slowly and open the door. Or attempt to, that is.
0: All right. So you peek into the next room and you see more alcoves on the walls. This room is much smaller than the previous one, about half the size, um, only about 10 feet deep. But immediately to your left, you see a large trunk shoved against the far wall. It looks like it wasn't here when this rune was constructed. The the wood of the trunk has not decayed or rotted away.
2: Okay. Don't touch it with your hand first. Touch it with something else in case it sticks. <laughs> <laughs>
5: in case it's a mimic. Yeah, I we joke, but.
4: I think Aegon'll enter the room and take a closer look at the trunk. It's it's not locked or anything, right?
7: No, it's not locked. Okay.
4: He'll say over to the rest of the party.
7: There's a, a trunk in here, and I, I think I'll open it, so perhaps you, you all should stay back.
4: Uh, and he will open the trunk. Or, uh, once again, attempt to.
0: <laughs> now, you throw it open, and inside there are a bunch of old dwarven coins and what appears to be some golden dwarven jewelry.
6: Huh. Oh, is there loot? Guys, loot! Woo, it's our first loot! After looking through it real quick,
0: you think you probably have about 50 gold pieces worth of ancient coins that you can sell in town. Or you can give them to Laszlo, and he can sell them for you. And there are five pieces of jewelry that includes rings, some pendants, a bracelet, all made of gold, and they're worth 25 gold pieces each.
4: Okay, so 175 gold pieces worth of stuff total, right?
0: Yes, 175 gold pieces worth of treasure that you can use in town. Like I said, that's why Lazlo's there. He's the one to sell your things that you find. So you have 50 gold pieces worth of ancient coins and five jewelries worth 25 gold pieces each. It looks like they were thrown into this chest as like a collection, but they weren't taken out of the ruin.
4: Hmm, okay. Well, make my way back and say,
7: it looks like we've found some, some treasure
1: here. Ooh, Gunnar gets really excited. <laughs> <laughs> of oh, yes. We have some treasure here. Ooh, goody, goody. Gunnar wants to take one of the pieces of jewelry, just kind of look at it. Ah, so shiny. Hmm.
6: Are we allowed to keep this? Is this... Do we, this like ours? Is just like.
1: Shh, Fio, Fio.
6: I don't think this is ours.
1: I think it's ours. Well, how about, how about this? If it makes you feel better, I I will keep your jewelry. How does that sound? I don't have any jewelry. Uh, well, now you don't. And Gunner grabs another one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's stealing, Gunner. I don't
6: think that's cool.
3: Is it stealing if it's from a dead person?
6: Who's dead? Who'd you kill?
3: How many people would you like me to list?
6: <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, oh, no
3: context. No, this person who left the treasure is probably long gone.
6: Oh, well, I guess I guess if it's like an artifact or something,
1: well, Aegon, I, I can hang on to all of the uh, all of the treasure <laughs> if you <would laughs> like.
5: If anyone's
1: Oh, well, thank you very much, Gunnar. I would appreciate that. <laughs> and Aegon will give it all to Gunner. A <laughs> Gunner puts it all in his pack. Uh,
5: Fio does not like this, but he's not going to say anything more.
1: So distrusting. Bell I guess there's only one other place to go. God, our group is
5: even more awkward now than we were before.
2: Well, yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, I think Fio's going to go out of the room first just because he, he's in the way most of the time, but he's not going to go into the next room before anybody else. Two is gonna follow behind. All right. Yeah,
1: when we get when we get to the room at the west, can we specifically look for tripwire in the exact same place?
5: Yes.
0: Whoever whoever is leading the charge into the room, give me a perception check.
1: Sure, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, you're so kind, Jasper. Thank you so much. He turns around and just
3: just looks disappointed at you guys. <laughs> And then he'll do a perception check. All right, that's a five. Oh, no. Well, as long as you guys are 20 feet away, there's nothing you need to worry about. Oops.
0: Well, you know, now that I think about it, maybe this should be a group perception check. Yeah. <laughs> or at least he
5: has advantage because
0: we know what we're looking for. Yeah, may, you know what? I'll give you advantage, Nate.
3: All right, that's an 18. Oh, thank God. Okay,
0: you do find another tripwire. Can I disassemble it and see where it goes? Disassembling it would set off the trap. You'd have to take the trigger, not the trigger. You'd have to take the effect from the trap. So after you step over the tripwire, you look up in the next room and you can see a vial suspended above, similar to the one that you guys had found in the tunnels below the city.
3: Can I take the vial?
0: Yes. Well, you'd have to have someone boost you up. Damn it.
3: I was going to try and hopefully take the vial, then accidentally trip and set it off.
2: <laughs> what a jerk. Whoops. Um, we could do the same thing we did last time. If you guys want. Which is where they kind of, like, did a cheerlead thing for Vez to <laughs> grab the...
5: <laughs> oh, are you, are you motioning towards anybody in particular to do the cheerlead thing?
2: I think it was you and Aegon last time.
4: Oh, I thought you wanted you wanted. It to was Jasper it. and I because Gunner and Theo had run away. <laughs> right.
2: Okay. Uh, so she looks at you two again, then since you actually know what the heck she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, help. Sure thing, Viz. She avoids the tripwire, and if Jasper agrees, we'll try to do this thing. Yes. Lift me up. All right.
0: So you guys boost Jasper up, and he grabs. Another vial of sleep potion. I think this is my first one. As a party, you guys have two of these vials now. And remember, you can throw it, and it emulates the effect of a sleep potion. Who
3: has the other vial? I've got a.
0: Sorry, it emulates the effect of a sleep spell. Me.
3: Is it the vial of ether you're talking about? Because no, I, another... I have another. No, I have another sleep spell vial.
0: You have no... you Nate, you have a vial of ether that you collected from the machine. This is a vial of sleep potion. Okay. Yeah, your vial of ether is a different thing.
5: I never got that out of the way. Shall we tally hope?
0: Yeah, so now that you guys are in this next room, as I said, it, it kind of mirrors the eastern room where it has a doorway on the far wall, but there is also a second doorway to the south.
1: Gasp. Well, which one should we go through uh, first? I'm going to pick this one, and Gunnar <laughs> opens the door to the west.
0: Alrighty. So you jumped in that room, and you see another chest stuffed against the far wall. Again, Son of a gun. not one that was there before. Like, someone had put it here after finding it.
5: That's awesome. We got so much loot. Lazarus is going to be so happy. <laughs> is he? I hope so because he ruined all of his plans beforehand. Yeah, yeah.
0: He gave you guys the uh, the wheat trader's clothing, and it's all ripped up now.
1: Well, Fio's what? is a, a lot, but
0: yeah, Fio's is. Vez's is now stained in blood.
1: Oh, that's assuming that we wore those. Well, I Fio did for sure.
0: I guess I, I guess we assumed everyone had changed into it, but maybe it was just Fio.
3: Jasper's naked. Remember, he doesn't want to wear such peasant's clothing.
0: He just lets his mechanic. Well, no, I thought. I thought. I thought Jasper clothed himself to hide his mechanical body. Not when he's underground like this, or through the forest. So, so we can assume he takes his clothes off as soon as he's out of the, the town. (laughs) Nice. Basically, that's that's okay. That's canon now.
3: (laughs) Well, no, he only takes it off if he hates the clothing he wears. He wouldn't wear such
1: commoner clothing.
2: Yeah, he had this whole thing where he was not about that.
1: So Jasper's a very shy nudist then. <laughs> I would
3: say someone with good taste.
1: Okay. Well, I guess uh I should be fair and opens this chest and Gunnar uh Gunner pulls out a short sword and kinda pokes it.
0: Okay. You poke it and nothing happens.
1: Is this one supposed to cast minor image and have a, it open up? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, Gunner's gonna put away his short sword and he's just gonna, he just takes a deep breath. He goes, (gasps) and then he goes, one, two, three, and then he just tries to open it as quickly as possible.
0: And it just opens. So this chest has a golden incense burner, a golden incense box, 100 candles, and two bottles full of red dust. Now, you reach in, you pull them out, you look at the golden incense burner and box, and the box is full of expired incense, it's dust. It's, the interior is worthless, but the burner and the box are worth 25 gold pieces each. You can approximate. And then there are 100 candles in there. Those are worth a copper piece each. It just looks like whoever put this chest here just grabbed everything from the alcoves on the walls around and just threw them in there to, like, store them, keep them out of the way. And then the two small vials full of dried red dust, you pick those up and you look at them and you realize those are really, really old health potions. Oh. And you know that if you just add some water, you can reactivate them.
5: That's so
6: cool.
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm.
5: Well, she puts in just barely enough and turns into like a paste.
2: (laughs) Ew.
0: It's
1: not a health potion, it's a health paste. You have to
0: smear it over
1: your body.
2: Well, I mean, Gunner's into that already, so we know that's (laughs) fine.
1: Only if it feels like Neosporin, otherwise Gunner doesn't like it.
0: No, this would not feel like Neosporin. It'd feel feel like smearing strawberry jam over your body.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gunner collects everything, he puts it in his pack, he comes back out and he says... Well, bad news, guys. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to do that. You thought I was going to say nothing was in there. I found more golden things, and I found this red dust, which I think it might be a dehydrated health potion. So, Aegon, I can give these to you. Oh, yeah, because you're the uh you're you're like the the healthy guy, right? The healthy well, guy. <laughs>
7: I suppose I, I could hold on to them, but don't you think it would be more useful for someone that doesn't have any healing spells to have them? In case something were to happen to me. Bez and Theo.
2: I didn't <laughs> think of that. I was going to say Bez looks at the ground again, not making eye contact.
1: Wes, here you go. He, here's the van. Don't drink it all. And Fio here is yours. Don't eat it, please. What What do I do with it then? You add water and then you drink it when you're dying. Or you add water and you give it to somebody else.
0: Or you add... This is the only time I'm going to say this. You add water now, or in the future it's going to take two actions to drink it because you're going to have to add water before Wait, drinking
4: What again. if you used your copious amounts of blood that you'll obviously have flowing instead of water? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and, and Gunnar was about to say, but Theo, I swear to God, if you spit in that and put try to put it in my mouth, I will come back to life and I will... <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but it's going to be bad. In the future,
0: if you guys find more deactivated potions, you have to tell me that you reactivate them. Otherwise, I'm gonna assume that they are
2: inactive.
1: Well, do we have water on us now?
2: We should, yeah. Presuming yeah. you do.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why don't we just reactivate them now?
0: I'm just letting you know, if you guys forget in the future, I'm gonna be harsh.
2: Yeah, Vez just reactivates hers right now.
5: Feel contemplates. He looks back at the fountain, then thinks again, probably not, (laughs) and then he uses his own flask of water. (laughs) So now they're active. Uh, He sheepishly looks back to Gunner and says, um, thanks. And then just breaks eye contact again. He's he's very uh, embarrassed. Oh, poor guy.
2: What type of health potion are these, Josh? Just regular
0: health potions which I don't remember if we actually stated how those were going to work in this home game.
5: I don't think we did yet.
0: But normally health potions heal 2d4 plus 2 hit points, but I don't think that's good as an expendable resource. So in our home games, health potions always heal maximum. So in this case, every health potion you have will just heal 10 hit points.
1: It's really good right now so do we want to move on
2: yes let's keep going
1: lead the way <laughs> absolutely Wes why don't you lead the way <laughs> well,
7: gutter if I may interject uh, haven't I seen you use use mage hand before
1: can you use that to open doors ah uh, yes I can do that watch this mage hand and a mage hand appears and it punches the door <laughs> <laughs> or, <it> tries, <laughs> or tries to anyway
0: all right, so yeah, it punches the door open, and you see a long hallway.
1: That's a long 70, hallway.
0: A 70-foot hallway leading straight into the darkness.
1: Well, now that we have that, I'm sure someone else would love to go first. Vez just huffs and walks past you with her to torch.
6: <laughs> All
0: right.
4: Follow behind.
3: I'll, uh... Yeah. Wait a bit. This is
4: where we get ambushed by one of those things and it shoots a lightning bolt straight through all of us.
2: Yeah, that's, Pretty much, I yeah. that's why I'm going to wait for you
3: guys to go to the other <laughs> end. Then I'm going to all my way through.
2: is already used to just going down. So this is just her life now. So she's just going to go and just keep walking.
0: You guys pile in to the tunnel and you guys move as a group, single file, into the next room and Vez... You peek her in, and you see a pretty standard room, about 25 foot by 25 foot. And on the far wall, you see a wooden table covered in blood. Like, there is pools of blood everywhere, dripping off the table, onto the floor, pooling on the floor. And on the table lies a body of a human male... Oh, no. has got incisions all over. You can hear struggled breathing, panting. Whoever they are, they are not in a comfortable position. Just laying on this table.
2: Guys, she whispers back to them. I think I might have found our missing farmer.
3: Check for upgrades.
1: <laughs> oh, but is, is he okay? Should should we... Um, what should we do?
2: I don't see anything else in here. Uh, she's going to check the door for traps <laughs> before she. Hey,
0: give, give me a perception check. 11. <laughs> okay, you can tell there are no traps.
2: And she steps in. Come look for yourself. Oh, my gods.
0: So you guys all gather around this table with this body on it, and they appear to be a pretty standard, like, rural human male, like a farmer. We've got sideburns, a small goatee. They look like they're middle-aged, late middle-aged, and their clothing is torn open, and you see there are incisions all across the chest, arms, legs, neck, everywhere. They look like they're half healed, but even as you're looking at them, some of them appear to be closing slowly. Just like you see one on the lower arm get thinner and thinner over the course of 30 seconds, and it disappears. Like the body is
1: slowly healing. Jasper, I think that maybe the upgrades have already been put in. What should we do? Can you cut some out? Jasper
0: smiles at that <laughs> <note>. <laughs> <laughs> Can you heal him first? Jasper, why don't you give me an Arcana check? Twenty. You know that there is no way to remove them without killing the person.
3: Is he conscious enough to speak?
0: No, he is unconscious.
3: I don't think Jasper really says much, but he starts pulling out his bone saw.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, Jasper. What are you going to do with that? There's nothing we can do. Well, we don't know who this is. Should Do you think we should... What if this is Farmer Rolf? Can we heal him? I mean, I don't think that's necessary
3: to heal him. He picks up his arm and shows everyone that it's healing pretty quick.
1: Gunner's going to walk over to the body and start to, like, look in his pockets. Basically, try to see if there's anything you can, I, that we can identify him by. they looking
5: for gold. I
3: do
0: have his wedding ring.
1: Yeah, does he have a tanned... Or a...
0: You don't find anything in his pockets.
4: Does he have a tan line on his ring finger?
0: Oh, well, watch, you give me a perception check?
4: Okay. Uh, 16?
0: Yeah, you do find a tan line where a ring would normally be worn on the hand.
4: How about that?
3: Either we wait for him to wake up, ask him if he is Farmer Ralph, confirm this with the ring, or we just kill him now so he doesn't explode later, potentially, and other things like that.
2: Do we want to confirm it with the ring? And she kind of looks at you. Did Jasper ever tell us he found a ring?
0: You never asked. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so no, okay.
3: I found this in his shop.
0: Next, yeah, Jasper did find a ring in Farmer Rolf's stall in the market square.
3: I went poking around. All oh, you guys, I don't know what you're doing, to be honest. And I happened to stumble upon his shop and found his ring.
2: Shall we test it out then and see if it matches? <laughs> sure.
3: Jasper just grabs his hand and puts the ring on. I mean, it fits.
1: I think this is the farmer. Uh, I I don't want to say this, but it's the only thing I can come up with. Uh, what if we took the head of this farmer? <laughs> oh, my God. Could, uh, wow. what? Well, what else would we do? I don't know what else to do. We
3: could bring the body back instead of cutting its head off and bringing a decapitated head into
6: town. Gunner, this person's still alive. It, he has a wife. Can't just bring a head back. Oh, vet.
3: I'm just saying. She'll get over it. She has many husbands.
6: <laughs> what? I don't. I, we'll unpack that also later. <laughs> but I. No, we can't
5: do that. Fio steps up. He's been sitting in the back, just paying his dog, being away from everybody. But he steps up, and I was like, No,
6: we need to take him back with us. This man is in danger. He's hurt. I don't care what is implanted in him. He needs to be saved.
7: I would agree with Theo. There's no guarantee that the the ritual or whatever this is has been completed and his mind has gone yet. Perhaps he can still be saved that way.
1: Is there anything else in this room? Like, is there anything under the table or what? No, you, you find
0: some discarded tools. The same kinds of tools that you found in the uh, crates at the beginning. So more surgical tools, but besides that, there's nothing else here.
3: The easiest way would be for us to bind him and then attempt to charm him. If he's still human, he won't be charmed. The other creatures are unable to be charmed.
6: You mean he would be charmed?
3: He would be charmed, yes. If he's still human.
6: Okay, should we do this here or should we take him out first? I don't exactly feel safe underground with a hallway that's in a big line, you know past experiences
2: I mean if we put him in the corner and everybody leaves the room if he explodes that should be far enough away
6: well I was thinking of the octo octa- the fishies but that makes sense too alright so what are you guys gonna do
3: I bind him first
5: yeah I say we tie him up
3: I, yeah okay
4: I think that's acceptable
5: okay and then Fio's gonna hug the door while you guys do that, and wait for you guys to either shuffle past him or to interrogate him.
4: Well, here, Aj,
0: I think actually, are you guys gonna keep? Are you guys gonna stay down here with him then?
2: I think so. I think we'll pile out. Maybe some of us go back to the other room. And how far is the charm smell distance?
3: I want him bound first, though. Well, yeah, yeah we're you've tied, him,
2: you've tied him up. It's thirty feet. Thirty. So maybe most of us pile out. A couple stay in the hallway with you. A couple go in the other room, and then we you get thirty feet away, try to charm him, and then back away slowly <laughs> or quickly.
4: Well, he also asked. Does he have to be conscious for you to charm him?
3: Yes. I so that's say. what I'm saying. We have to wake for him to wake up, anyways. And I don't wish to jumpstart the process with healing. Mm.
2: Well, so we've tied him up. Do we want to shake him a little bit, see if he wakes up?
5: Well. Yeah, once we get
1: everybody in order and either out of the way or out of the room. Yeah, so we'll do that. I mean, can you. can we take him into the other room?
0: I mean, yeah, you can.
1: I think instead of just, I don't know. I don't like being in this room that is adjacent to the super long hallway.
6: Okay. Okay, sure. Let's we'll do, do that, that then.
1: Yep, we move back. Thea charges back into the
5: other room, down the hall. Mm. Room, okay. I guess up the hallway. So you guys take the man
0: and you move him back to the main room with a fountain. And with a hole that leads to above And you guys are going to try To wake him up Charm him And see what happens
1: Yeah, because if he's going to explode We can throw him in the fountain <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sounds good to me And he's bound
2: <laughs> Okay, so I guess we get back To this center room, right? And yeah, here we'll back we go up.
5: Yeah, for you and, and
1: Tua Back up Oh yeah, Gunnar's going to back up too
3: I stay near him. All right. I bend down, and I just basically start patting him on the head, slapping him on the face a little.
0: Come on. And his his eyes kind of flutter, and he starts and he looks up at you and then winces from moving, and he says, "Who, who are you?"
3: Time to go to sleep. I use my hypnotic gaze ability.
0: What? What? That is the opposite of what you said you were going to do.
3: I'm going to charm him. It's still a charm spell. If not, a gaze is a charm. Then why'd you say go back to sleep? Because it puts him
1: unconscious again. But not if they can't be charmed.
3: If they can't be charmed, he'll stay awake or he passes the save.
1: Oh, I thought I thought we were going to talk to him a little more first.
3: Does it matter?
1: I thought we were going to try to figure out who he was. Because if
3: not, a gaze, your your
0: ability, Enchantment your Enchantment ability. ability? Yeah, second level. Okay, so he has to make a wisdom saving throw, right, against your yes spell save DC?
3: I guess I haven't used it before, so I should say it out loud.
0: Yeah, say it out loud. Basically,
3: hypnotic gaze is an effect where the creature must be five feet from me, he must make a wisdom saving throw against the spell DC of my wizard. From there, the creature is charmed and speed is dropped to zero and is incapacitated and visibly dazed. On subsequent turns, I can keep this active as long as I use my action. However, the effect ends if I leave more than five feet away from him. The creature cannot neither see nor hear me, or the creature takes damage. I can extend this effect each turn if I use my action, and basically it'll keep persisting until I either end it, he takes damage, or he succeeds the initial saving throw. I cannot use this again until I finish another long rest on this creature.
0: Okay. So he is going to make his wisdom saving throw, and... It doesn't matter what I get, because as soon as you use this ability, he wakes up, gasps, and then your ability hits him, and he pauses. Time seems to slow, and his veins go black. (laughs) Oh, no! no.
1: Why? (laughs)
0: It's from Tabletop Audio at TabletopAudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash by nc nd slash 4.0.